This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and bloggers how to become successful entrepreneurs. This is episode 113 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I'm going to be diving into why y'all need to stop worrying about swipe up on Instagram stories. I know I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers with the content that I'm going to share today, but I really feel that this needs to get addressed. So we're going to dive into why y'all need to stop with swipe up. Before we get into that, I want to make sure that you are aware, as I am recording this, I am exactly six weeks away from Influencer Entrepreneurs Academy. I am so excited (laughs) to finally get to have all of you in the same room to make the podcast more or less come alive with some of the, the people that I've interviewed on the podcast that have either come into my membership site. We have some of the best speakers in the country coming to give content and education on specific aspects of your business that you most likely are looking for help on. So it is April 2nd through the 4th of 2019 in Charlotte, and I am still have a couple spots still left. Um, We are getting close to tickets being sold out, and I'm hoping that by the time this recording comes out that we still have some tickets left. So definitely, if you have not already bought your ticket, um, make sure that you do because we are close to selling out. Again, we would love to have you there. It is going to be an experience honestly like no other. And the best way that I describe it to people are is that you have to remember, I am an introvert. And I know a lot of people hear me say that and they think I'm full of crap. But I honestly am. And for me, I get anxiety when I have to go into these big conferences and I have to um, communicate and interact and network with all of these different people. So for me, I wanted to make sure that this event was meant for the introvert, to be able to feel comfortable and walk into a place where she feels welcome and also still feels like she's going to be able to walk away with tools and strategies that are going to help her move her business forward. So if you're an introvert and you're looking for that first conference and you've never really pushed it, this is for you. I'm telling you, retreats are great, but you're limited in the amount of things that you're going to be able to hear at a retreat because you're not going to have multiple speakers. We are meshing the two, a large conference with a retreat and giving you the speakers that you would expect to see at a larger conference, but giving you the intimate setting of being able to work in a mastermind group and still not be in a room full of hundreds of people. So make sure that you hop over and grab your tickets if you haven't already. All right, so let's dive into why you need to stop obsessing over swipe up. So if you're not sure, familiar with what I'm talking about, I'm assuming that many of you are, but just in case you're not, when you get to 10,000 followers on Instagram, you have the ability to add a link in your Instagram stories and you can tell it'll say swipe up. And when people swipe up, they will then be brought to your recipe, to your DIY, to your affiliate product, to your sponsored post, whatever it is that you are trying to drive traffic to. Now, some people seem to think that if you don't have 10,000 followers on Instagram and you don't have swipe up, then you're not existing on Instagram. And I am so tired of watching popular um, influencers that may not have 10,000 followers think that 
They need to obsess over this. I watched some of them bleeding, it seems almost, to continue to get people to follow them because they need the swipe up. They will beg, borrow, and plead to have other people sharing their content. And it looks like you're begging for those followers just to get you to 10,000. Now, here's what I need you to understand. 10,000 followers, we've talked about this in the past on different podcast episodes when we've been talking about Instagram. If you have 10,000 followers, I hope that those 10,000 followers are engaged and are your target audience. Because if you're not, that number means nothing because they're not going to take the action that you're giving them to swipe up. And even if they do take that action, it most likely is a non-committal action of just simply swiping up. Think about your actions on a daily basis when you go into Instagram. You're reading online at Target. You've got a couple people ahead of you, so you're just going to waste some time. What are you going to go into? Probably Instagram or Facebook, right? And you're going to swipe up to scroll. That's just to scroll. It's non-committal. It's almost habit for many of us to make that swipe up feature, to be doing that on our phones. So when you tell someone in Instagram stories to swipe up, it's again, it's a non-committal action. That page view or that click over to go to look at a product that you're promoting as an affiliate or to come over to your blog post. It's not going to be a committed audience member that is going to follow through and actually purchase whatever you're linking to as an affiliate or is actually going to spend time on your content reading the recipe. Remember, They're in the line at Target. They've just swiped up because you told them to swipe up. Sure, they did it. But again, they're not committed to that content. When you stop worrying about swipe up and start taking action, giving them a call to action where they need to be committed in order to do it. They can't just simply habitually swipe up. That's when they're going to be interested in your content. And the When they come over, they're going to interact. They're going to engage. They're going to look at the recipe. They're going to look at the products that you have. They're going to add more than one product probably from the affiliates that you offered. So you have to start thinking about that. Even if, and I've talked about this, I feel like in other podcast episodes, just last week, we started talking about the whole idea of using Instagram stories to create a product. So if you're using the Instagram stories to create a product, you can use your Instagram stories also to sell that product. And you, again, do not need to have 10,000 followers in order to do that. So I know many people are thinking in their head, well, how are they getting there then, Jen? What what are they doing to get over there to this blog post that I wrote that's about this amazing recipe that I want them to go see? Well, instead of telling them to swipe up, you're going to write on that post or on that talking head video of you telling them about how awesome this recipe is to DM you for the recipe. Because when you start teaching them how to actively committed to your content to engage with you, they are going to start to do it. It, They're not going to do it the first time. And they're probably going to think that you're a little crazy. Why would you DM them? You have to swipe up. But I'm telling you, clients that have over 20,000 followers on Instagram, over 30,000 followers on Instagram are doing this. And what's happening is they're selling products directly from their Instagram stories. 
I sell a $400 course. Many of you are aware of it. Pitch Perfect Pro is $400. If you were a student of Pitch Perfect Pro, you were familiar. And if you're not, that's the price of Pitch Perfect Pro. I sell Pitch Perfect Pro directly from my stories at $400. Some of you have membership sites that might be 25 bucks a month or $15 a month, or you have a video training that's $5.99. That is the same thing as sending people to an affiliate product or to your own product. It doesn't make a difference what it is. You can sell it directly from your stories. That's why many of you are trying to get the swipe up feature. Some of you, which boggles my mind sometimes, are just trying to get swipe up to get that traffic so that you can get the traffic over to your blog to grow your page views to passively have ads. You are busting your rear for 10,000 followers so that they can have a one page view from that one person? No. You guys, you can do so much more with Instagram stories if you actually have them actively and committed to the content that you are creating. And it needs to be, if it's an affiliate product, make sure that you are disclosing, first of all. So if you're talking about a Um, new paintbrush that you are using to paint your walls, or if you're a beauty blogger and you're talking about a makeup brush, you need to have on every single story that you're sending to an affiliate link, whether you're telling to DM you or if you're telling them to swipe up, you need to be saying hashtag ad. You're making money off of it. So it should be disclosed. And the way in which you disclose is hashtag ad. They need to know that. So if you are trying to send them to an affiliate product, make sure that you are doing that. But still, instead of using Swipe Up, tell them to DM you for that recipe or DM you for that link to that makeup brush. Because here's what you're going to find. The people that actually take the time to type in, I'd love that brush. What's the name of that brush? Can I have the link to that brush? Those people that are asking for it, they're committed. They know that you are going to get back to them. And when you get back to them, you're going to give them a link. And they know that you know that you just took the time to do that. And most people, if they were taking the time to actually DM you, are going to follow through. And they're going to buy that makeup brush and probably buy whatever else it was that you were recommending. They're going to make sure that they take the time to stay on that page rather than clicking because they swipe something and it went away, they're now instead going to go to Sephora, which I'm going to tell you right now, I've done plenty of times when I've been on a beauty blogger or a style blogger's content and they say swipe up and I arbitrarily swipe up and then I add something to my cart, but I'm not really wanting to buy one thing because let's be honest, if I'm going to get shipping for free for spending 50 bucks, I'm going to spend that $50. So I'm going to go to the website from the story, must stay in the story. But what often happens to me, and I don't know if it's because I have unusually large hands or thumbs or what the problem is, but I'll swipe and all of a sudden it's gone. And then when I try to go back, it's not in my cart anymore. And it is so frustrating because of the way that it has tagged and connected via Instagram stories with the, that swipe up feature. So if you send them an actual link, what happens is if you're on your phone, that link is live. It's clickable. So they can 
click on it and then it's going to open up a new window in Safari or whatever windows they use in order to open up websites on their phone. No more of my big fingers getting in the way and all of a sudden I've swiped something and everything is gone and my cart is empty. That is the most frustrating thing for me. As a consumer, as someone that follows beauty and style bloggers, and what will often happen is if I don't DM them for that link, which if they told me to swipe up, I feel bad DMing them because they didn't tell me to DM them. But if they told me to DM them, I'm going to make sure that I do that and I'm going to get the link and I'm going to go to the, the link that they give me will open up in a new window so I don't have the chance at my big bumbling thumbs to get in the way. Instead, when you give me that Instagram story where you tell me to swipe up, I swipe up, it goes away. Now I'm like, oh, I really wanted that stuff. I'm going over to Sephora's website. I'm just going to pop it into my car because I see that there's a sale and I know what the products were that she just talked about. And it's not that I don't appreciate the fact that she worked hard to link to and swipe up, but it's more work for me to have to keep filling crap into my cart. So instead of using the swipe up, start telling them to DM you for whatever it is that you're promoting. And don't just tell them. You have to write it over whatever you're saying. I've talked about this in the past, and I still see my membership site users and my students doing it. So I have to make sure I emphasize this fact that most people are not watching their stories with the sound on. If they have children, especially, because I never know what y'all are going to say. And I don't need them up my butt all the time trying to see what I am watching on Instagram stories. So for me, it's more relaxing to watch it with the sound off where I don't need to know what you're saying because you're summarizing for me with the ability to type right there. And you, I wouldn't use anything that's a transcription. Because it's crossing my screen and it's not even saying the words that you're saying because you have a New York combined with a North Carolina accent, which y'all know I do. <laughs> so because of that, it's not even saying what you're saying when you use those stupid transcription things. Take the extra. I know it's extra. I know you guys are putting in a lot of effort in other places, right? I know that there's a lot that goes into your business, but I'm telling you that this time spent just summarizing. You don't need to tell me word for word what it was that you said. I don't need to see your ums or your o's or your ha ha ha. I need to see what it is that what that was the point. So in 15 seconds, if you talk really fast, like you know, I'll know I do. I'm not going to give you every single word that I said in 15 seconds. Instead, I'm going to summarize the main point, the main idea. For those of you that are teachers, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For those of you with third graders, you know what I'm talking about too. They're always talking about the main idea of a story or of a, a paragraph. So whatever it is that you're saying, just give me the gist of what it, it, it is summarized in text on that 15 second video. And if you're doing 15 second videos where there's four frames because you're holding on to the story and just continuing to go, which I love that Instagram updated that feature, do every single frame. 
I don't care that it takes you an extra 30 seconds to put it to your stories. That extra 30 seconds can be extra money in your pocket, extra views, extra people that are going to be engaged with you and appreciate the fact that you took that time. Those are going to be people that because you put on writing, DM me for the link or DM me for this product, they're actually going to take that action and DM you. I feel like I am a broken record when it comes to this. And I know that some people have heard, especially my membership site users, have heard me talking about this a lot lately. But I still see people not using it to the best of their ability. And if we want to be influencers that can work with brands and influencers that can make money from page views and influencers that can create their own products, then we need to get ahead of the game and listen to and see what is working. I'm telling you guys, I'm watching clients, like I said, that have 20, 30, 40,000 followers and they are taking the time to DM these people. To Then they get 100 DMs off of one little 15 second video that then they are then flying through all of those DMs and leaving the link because they know that that is going to be an engaged audience that are going to buy their products, and buy that affiliate product that they are recommending to them. When you take the time in your Instagram stories to build and engage that relationship, that is going to make all of the difference. So I know that we talked a lot about the idea that swipe up isn't the end-all be-all on Instagram. You don't need to have it. And if you do have it, I wouldn't even recommend using it. I would start testing. Look and see what actually happens. And when I say testing, that does not mean you do it once and you say, oh, it doesn't work. Because it won't work if you just do it once. Because your audience that's gonna, isn't going to know what it is that you're talking about. They're not going to be used to seeing you do that and then seeing your interactions. Because the ones, the people on Instagram that are really using it to the full capabilities are showing you what other people are saying to them, are using stories or making sure that everything is connected, they are using the features that Instagram gives them to the best of their ability. They're using polls and they're using the questions feature and then they're interacting with their audience after people answer the poll and after they give them a question. You want to start doing the same thing. You want to build that relationship with your audience. One of the tips that I want to give you too is start thinking about how you can set yourself apart. Even if you, especially if you're smaller and you feel like, I can't, there's no way I'm going to be able to be separated from some of these other, let's say, plant-based bloggers. We know there's a lot. Or keto, right? That's, That's the thing now. Everyone is wanting to be a keto blogger. Everyone is creating keto recipes. They're trending. They're doing well. Yes. And I'm not telling you that you shouldn't be using keywords for keto because obviously it's hot right now, right? But I have a feeling it might be like Atkins. Do y'all remember Atkins? Yeah, no one uses an Atkins uh, hashtag because Atkins came out before the hashtags were probably even created. But it was a trend. And if the hashtags were used when Atkins was out, I'm sure we would have seen a ton of them being used. So when it comes to using those hashtags, definitely use them and use them to the best of your ability to gain people and to gain a following and to engage with your audience. But at the same time, start thinking about ways that you can separate them. Here's a quick tip. One of the things that I have recently started trying to do is if I have people that will DM me, I will send them a, instead of just messaging them back, for me, 
it's easier for me to talk. Y'all know I like to talk, especially if I feel like I'm talking to myself. Don't get me in a huge crowd or around tons of people. But if I can just talk myself, I'm good. So I will give them a quick 15 second video back and that's what I'll send to them. Especially if they ask me a question. They want a specific answer. I'm going to do a quick 15 second video of me talking and send it over to them. And they're going to get a personalized message from me in their inbox answering their question. And I can tell you this right now because this has happened to me. I've had other larger bloggers that I have reached out to do this to me and they'll send me a video. And I was taken aback at first. Holy crap, that's Jasmine Starr sending me a video message. What in the world is going on right now? But I'm telling you right now, anytime Jasmine puts anything else out, I am watching to see what she has to say. I am interacting. I am engaging because she made a personal relationship with me by sending that video. Does she really know who I am? No, of course she doesn't know who I am, but I know who she is. And that's what you guys want to keep in mind. You want to have your audience knowing who you are. And when you send a video to them or you send back a response and it has anything where it's very personal like that, it makes all the difference. So start thinking about, you know, even if you are a micro influencer, you have under 10,000 followers, how can you go out of your way to make your audience feel more comfortable with you? Because that's what's going to just continue to grow your audience. Because those people that you send a video back to, and even if they're not, they're not probably not bloggers, right? They're everyday moms that maybe are on the PTA and maybe they're trying to fix their diet for their husband and you create plant-based recipes and you send her a personal video message answering one of her questions about how to cut up spaghetti squash. I can guarantee you that when she goes to the next PTA meeting and a mom says, we're trying to fix my diet and does anybody have any like plant-based recipes they could recommend? She is going to stand up and she is going to go on and on about her bestie that sent her a video message and I can guarantee you there will be tons of new people following you because of that. Everything that you do, every chance that you have to actually build that trust with your audience is the purpose of social media. It is not meant to just make you feel like everyone else has it together. Because I know and I see everyone saying, oh, I just, I can't go on, I can't go on social media because I just see everyone else and their perfect lives. And we know that those lives are really not that perfect, right? Someone, um, Melanie from Mostly Under Control, if you're not following her on Instagram, you definitely should. She put up a quote that um, on Facebook, and it was something along the lines of the quote, um, you always think that the grass is greener on the other side. And it was actually the opposite of where they like to portray that the grass is greener. And in reality, it's actually the grass is fake. That is is the society that we need to get away from. We need to get away from putting up these fake images, these fake lives that we are so fun and we're always happy and our kids are always clean and our house is always spotless. We need to get away from the fake and be authentic and be real with people and answer those tough questions that they're asking you. 
Because you guys, if people are asking you consistent questions, and I know keto is like a huge thing right now, and I was watching in a Facebook group, someone complained about the fact that she was getting asked so many questions by her readers, and she doesn't have time for them. And it boggles my mind, because I know that there are so many bloggers that are out there that they wish their audience asked them questions. They wish that they could have someone saying to them, this is what I have a question about, because then they would know exactly how to fix the problem for them. If you're getting those questions, start listening. I know that if you're busy and you, you can't always answer every single question, I understand that. But when you can, when you can make that personal connection, it's going to make all the difference down the road as you continue to grow. They will help you grow and they are going to be your tribe and they are going to sing your praises everywhere that they go so that your name becomes known for whatever it is that you're trying to be known for. You have to serve from a place of, from your heart. You have to be serving from within your heart to provide them with an answer, to provide them with a solution for their problem. If you're not doing that, then you're never going to get past where you are. You feel like you've plateaued. I would look at why that is. And I'm not telling you that you're not writing content that is valuable because you guys, content can be valuable no matter what you're talking about. Whether you're talking about crocheting, you're talking about how to feed your fish. If it solves a problem for someone, it's going to be valuable. But it has to be a matter of solving that problem. It has to be that you are trying to fix something for someone else based on your own experience and you're sharing it from your heart. So I hope you will take that today. Stop focusing, stop obsessing on swipe up. Start sharing your content from your heart because I'm telling you guys when you start to do that, all everything just falls into place. It honestly, honestly does. I appreciate you guys so much for taking the time to listen in. I especially love it when you tag me on Instagram at Jenny underscore Melrose in your stories. I love seeing where you're listening to the podcast, whether you're listening to it while you're running in the pool or if you're out on a run, whatever it might be. I love seeing those um, quick screenshots of where you are and tagging me so that I can share it out with my audience. I also appreciate it when you leave me a review on iTunes. You guys, I know that you're probably listen, used to listening to podcasts and you hear podcasts or say that all, all time and you're wondering why in the world does it matter if I leave you a review? Well, for the people that don't quite listen to podcasts yet, and they when they do finally come over to iTunes, which where who are those people, right? Like who, who does not listen to podcasts yet? I know that's what probably some of you were thinking. But when they do come over, they'll search for certain topics. And based on the reviews is how they're going to come up and search. Based on the reviews, people will make a decision on whether or not you have enough reviews or good enough reviews. Um to actually then listen to your content. So I appreciate you so much. I have always tried to make sure that I am doing a DM that gets sent to you. You might even get a video message from me. If you um, put up an Instagram story or if you leave me a review on iTunes, if you do leave a review on iTunes, just put your Instagram handle because then I can send you a video message thanking you for that review. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then.